episode of To Be Perfectly Honest. As always, I'm your host, Corey. And I'm Anel. And today we're talking about Game of Thrones Season 1, Episode 7. Anel, what do you think about this one? Tywin Lannister. Mmm, I love him. But I hate him. But I love him. But you hate him. Yeah, I mean... I'm so glad that we finally see, like, what makes the Lannisters Lannisters? Because, you know, you're like, okay, Jamie, Cersei. Mm, what, it all starts what, with Tywin. What do they really do? And then you're like, oh, okay, well, Tyrion has some cunning. Where the hell do you get that from? Not his mama. You don't know that. I don't, but she died right away. So probably definitely not. Um, yeah, really <laughs> an interesting episode. Um, you know, we get Ned. Like, Ned, 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 Ned. Like, you finally got all your stuff together and you just throw it away. And now you're arrested and you're in jail. Like, good, good luck. Thanks for uh, walking straight up to Cersei and being like, oh, you better get out of here. Yeah, he had every opportunity, too. He had he had Littlefinger. He had, um, he had Renly. He could have sent a raven. There was every opportunity to get out of that mess. I know everybody, like literally everyone's like, Ned, you better get all your shit and you better get out of here. And he's like, no, I think I'm going to go and talk to the queen and threaten her. Like, what in the hell? I got to say this like again, because it's what the fuck, Ned? What were you thinking? Like your daughters, they're almost packed up and ready to go. And you're like, you know what? Should probably go and confront the queen. Like... No, you just, you condemned your entire family into this. And it is just that all in the name of quote unquote honor, like ridiculous. If you're going to tell one person, you need to tell them all. Don't just tell one. Don't just tell the one you're about yeah. to rat out. And then he's like a piece of paper. Like, seriously, I would be the same as seriously. <laughs> what? Words are wind. Seriously. Well, we have a lot that happened here. So let's unpack it really quick and we'll go through what happened and then we'll talk about what we thought, the questions we had, and then eventually we'll get into spoilers. How's that sound right now? Sounds fantastic. Okay. So we have at the Lannister camp, we have Tywin Lannister talks to his son, Jamie, while skinning a steak, which is very symbolic. Uh, we have Tywin who's blaming Jamie for causing the recent troubles with the Starks, but he does believe that this war is a perfect opportunity for Jamie and the Lannisters in general to set up a dynasty that could last for thousands of years. Tywin gives half of his horses to Jamie to attack River Run in retaliation for Catelyn's seizure of Tyrion. At Winterfell, the captured wildling Asha is harassed by Theon Greyjoy. Maester Lewin asks Asha why she and the other wildlings are coming south of the Wall. She reveals that they were fleeing from the White Walkers, who have apparently awakened after a millennial of slumber. At the Wall, Benjen Stark's horse returns from the north without him. Jon is told that he's been assigned as a steward the Lord Commander instead of a ranger, like he wanted, but Sam believes that this assignment may mean that he has a future in commanding the Night's Watch. The two take their vows near a heart tree in front of the old gods when Jon's direwolf ghost brings back a dismembered hand. In Vase Dothrak, Daenerys Targaryen tries convincing Drogo to claim the throne, but he's not interested, nor does he know what a throne is. Jorah receives a pardon, and Danny goes to the market, where Jorah saves her from being poisoned by a merchant. Drogo gets pissed and vows that he'll lead his people across the narrow sea to invade the Seven Kingdoms as revenge, and he'll reclaim the Iron Throne for his little Drogo fetus. In King's Landing, Ned confronts Cersei, telling her that he knows that her children are not King Robert's, but her brother Jaime's. Cersei defends their love, saying she tried to love Robert, but he was still in love with Ned's deceased sister, Lyanna. 
And Ned shows Cersei mercy and tells her to leave the capital with her children before he tells Robert the truth. Renly Baratheon returns and informs Ned that Robert was mortally wounded by a bettware. Oh no. On his deathbed, Robert dictates his will to Ned. Robert makes Ned the Lord Regent of the Realm until Joffrey comes of age, but Ned is tricky and writes rightful heir, making the succession very ambiguous. Robert also tells Ned that he was wrong to have ordered Daenerys Targaryen's assassination and orders Ned to leave her, let her live. Fearing the Lannisters, Renly tries to convince Ned that they should raise an army and launch a coup, but Ned refuses him. Ned wants the throne to pass to Robert's older brother, Stannis Baratheon. Ned writes Stannis a letter informing him of the situation and dispatches it to Dragonstone. Ned also reveals the truth to Littlefinger about Joffrey, to which Littlefinger suggests that they allow Joffrey and the Lannisters to take the throne, and if Joffrey proves to be an unfit ruler later on, they can use the truth to overthrow him and make Renly the rightful king. Ned refuses, asking Littlefinger to secure the support of the City Watch to overpower Cersei Lannister's men if they attempt to seize the throne. By the time Robert does die, Renly has fled the capital, and Joffrey has already ordered his own coronation within a fortnight. As Ned and his allies enter the throne room, he gives Sir Barristan Selmy Robert's will to read out loud. Cersei refuses to follow uh, Robert's will, and she tears it up, ordering Barristan to seize Ned. Ned orders his men to arrest Cersei and Joffrey. As both sides prepare to fight, the City Watch slaughters dark men. Littlefinger holds Ned hostage with a knife at his throat, saying, Ned, I did warn you not to trust me. And that is the end of that episode. So, Anel. We, I mean, we've been waiting for this to happen. I, everybody's seen this in the cards. You know that Ned has been poking around for his own, like, he's just too snoopy and too righteous and too honorable. But did you see it going down this way? I mean, with Ned, who knew? Who knew what was going to happen? But I know he took way too long to, like, spill that tea. Ned was walking around that whole capital with super duper jaw-dropping news and he just did not share it with anyone except for the person he was about to like throw under the bus yeah exactly i don't get it i guess that's what you do up in the north but yeah it, he's like a middle schooler playing around with some like you know a sorority girl level of drama and subterfuge and like oh you think you're gonna do that oh you didn't even know look all i kept saying is w t f ned no, it's it's written in the stars, but it's like, oh, God, seeing it come. Mm, not good. It's not even it's even worse on the second time of watching it around. So uh, for those of you first time watchers, just know we feel your pain. So and now with all that, do you have any specific questions about this episode? I know a lot happened. Well, as a matter of fact, I do. Now, here's my first question. Why did Ned give Cersei. Actually, it was Sir Barrison. Why did anyone pass her that paper so she could just tear it up? Seriously, like, what an idiot. Like, oh, here's my last will and testament. Do you have a backup copy? Do you have one in a security box? No. My other question is, do you think that... How long do you think that Cersei had it planned for um, Robert? Oh, this was her plan all along. I'm, I'm certain of it. Like, it's it all went to perfectly. And the timing, like, that's what I was saying in the, the beginning. Like, his kids were almost out of the capital. Like, Why didn't she get out of town when Ned was... Uh, I mean, did she just know Ned was going to be that dumb to not share it with anybody else? You know, I think what they were relying upon is that they were going to be able to, like, mold and craft the hand of the king to just like the other one as long as they needed to until they had everything in place. But they soon realized that his honor, well, 
makes him kind of stupid. It also makes him kind of dangerous. He's like a Hufflepuff. He just is like, he's like a fucking bull in a china shop. You know, he's like, oh, oh, blonde hair. Oh, Detective uh, Ned and Catelyn, like, <sighs> on, on the scene. So I, I think um, it it was a little bit sooner than they wanted to, and it probably wasn't exactly the way they wanted to wanted it to go as well. But, um, like, you know, they had something to do with that king, no doubt in my mind. Ned had every opportunity. He had Renly, who had his back, like, hey, let's go do this. Um, Jamie was out of town. He was in the Riverlands. He was looking for Tyrion. Mm-hmm. We have um, the opportunity Littlefinger was like, now's your chance go seize the throne you know the um robert had made him protector of the realm he was in the room with robert before he died he couldn't have just been like hey by the way your wife's a slut (laughs) yeah seriously like i hey don't take the milk of the poppy yet (laughs) before uh full of kanye west (laughs) i'm gonna let you finish (laughs) But I have the craziest news yeah, of all seriously. time. Yeah, I just, I, dude, I, or write whatever the hell you want on that paper and write the fuck out, you know? Like. He did change it to the rightful heir instead of his. Oh, man. So but it didn't much. matter because yeah. she just tore it into smithereens. Or just say, hey, um, my wife is an incestuous bitch <laughs> and she's to be put to death. Da, 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 da. No, I think, um, you know. When you look at it here, I do think the bigger situation is if you look in kind of to the history of it, I do believe, you know, that when Ned and Robert originally took the Iron Throne, there were a lot of children and women, I think, that were killed. And I think that Ned is very reminiscent of that and he knows that there's going to be bloodshed. And I think he is just like, he's got PTSD. He's got PTSD and he loves them children's and he loves them women's and he does not want them to get their throat slit. So I think he's giving them every opportunity because he's literally so delusional that he is thinking that Robert is going to kill them both. But when he finds out he's dead, he's like, oh, well, then everybody else will do that. No, like you're the foreigner. You've been here all of. Well, how much time has he been here? Um, you know, we think in like six months. I mean, it's hard to gauge. We have only a few things to kind of to go by. Um, what do you think? Like six I, months? I think six. I think six months at the most. Well, how long? Brand's already out of his coma, and he's like <laughs> riding around to, uh, capturing wildlings. Seriously? So. Oh my god! Yeah, I I honestly don't know how much time, but I would say four to six months is what I'm gonna guess. I'll go with it because I don't have a better guess. <laughs> Sounds great. The blindly and the blind. Um, so, what other questions do you have? What do you think about John being a little bitch at the wall? I just think that it is so funny that anyone's like, I want to go out and be in the... I want to go and die. I want to be a ranger. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like literally right? hell. Especially after that hand comes back, like... Yeah. gross seriously and note to self like you want to go to the wall be just like sam <laughs> i'm so fat i can't even move and they're like oh go in you should probably stay inside in the warmth and read I'm like <laughs> me <laughs> where's the cocoa <laughs> yeah i love it um yeah man you know i do love the sequence though where they're like making their oaths at the weirwood tree to the old gods like it does make me just feel something because you know i do worship the old gods and the new. Not the new. Fuck the new. <laughs> Fuck the seven. 
Oh, be careful. Blaspheme. I know. Um, yeah, I, you know, who do you think is the most maniacal in this? So we have a lot of betrayal for Ned here, but do you think the biggest betrayal comes from Circe, Littlefinger, or Varys? How did Varys betray Ned? I mean, he don't, he's not helping him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Littlefinger is like the biggest betrayal. I mean, we saw that coming, but he was playing the part of like, oh no, I'm an ally. But Circe, I mean, come on. You got you got what was coming to you from her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I I have to agree. I think Littlefinger is such a sneaky little butthole. Like, and you know, it's like you never know what side he is on. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> While he was narrating the two horrors <laughs> doing horror practice, mm, that's uh, my favorite kind of practice. <laughs> he admitted that, like in his mind, his twisted little mind. He sees himself as the hero. He said he's re- read the stories, and the little guy always comes out on top. Mm-hmm. And this is the only way he can win. You know, he also has an interesting story in there as well that he's he's saying basically saving himself for another, and that she's not pretty. She's, no, she's <laughs> yeah, not. She's gross. She's busted. Okay, so let's talk about Jon Snow being an entitled little Sansa right now. Am I right? Are these Star Kids spoiled or what? The only thing I ever wanted was to go and be a ranger. Please, please, sir. When would we be married? Soon, or do we have to wait? And I'd be queen someday. Please make father say yes. Sansa. Please, please. It's the only thing I ever wanted. Right? And in a room full of people who are obviously meant to be stewards. He's just talking mad cash shit. Yeah, it's super annoying. Um, you How know... annoyed are you if you... Are anyone else in the room right now? Oh, you're like, you're a piece of... It's like literally proving everyone right. Like, you are not a lord. You're not a, a lord here at the wall. No. Um, yeah, like, everybody is literally giving him the all... Like, since he's been there, he's proven himself, proven himself, proven himself, and then he's just, like, right back to being a piece of shit. Like, I'm a spoiled little brat. I'm a bastard, but I grew up in Winterfell, and I know what's right and what's wrong, and I should be. Oh, and my uncle's named Benjen. The entitlement. Yeah. The nerve. Yeah, I don't get it. I still, I mean, I do love John, but. This is, I think, honestly, one of the only, and this is maybe a little spoilery, but he's only really an entitled little douchebag, really, in this episode. I think after this, we don't really see it again, but I gotta say, it's real annoying. It reminds me totally of Sansa, and... I hate it. And you know, I guess all the Stark kids do have a little bit of this. They do have a little bit of like, I'm a Stark and we're honorable and we get what we want. Like, it's annoying. Sansa's like it a lot. Arya's a little bit like that when she's first in the capital. We have John, his moment right now. Um, we have Bran who's like, I've lost my leg. <laughs> I'm a cripple. <laughs> you're like, oh God. Like, the only people, you, I guess, you know, Rob's a little bit like that and. Just well, a little he bit. Thinks, yeah, Rob thinks that rules don't apply to him. But he also is like the one that really the rules don't apply to because he's pretty much the firstborn and definitely taking over. So yeah, well, he's, he's the only one that gets a pass on, I feel well, like. Well, he's named after Robert. We can only assume. Fuck boys and fuck whores. Making the eight. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty pretty grandiose. Um, but they're basically the same person right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about him playing fetch with a ghost with a hand 
I thought that was really freaking disgusting and I could not imagine being around something like that and then finding some dead bodies. So Corey's dog's name is Noir. What would you do if Noir brought back a cold frozen hand? Burn her. <laughs> You're like gross. Your breath is nasty. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. Um, so what, you know, we talked about who we thought was like the most evil out of the three, but what would you do if you were in Ned's situation? Like, what would you have done personally? Because I know oh. it's it's easy to say, like, oh, you know, Ned did the wrong thing. But, like, what is his way out at this point? Because he's so dug himself in that little hole. Well, I guess you don't have, like, a fax machine or, like, ability to email <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Newsflash, they did not have those types of equipment. But I definitely would have, like, told some people. I wouldn't have just... I, first of all, I would not have told Cersei anything. And when I was ready to tell, she wouldn't have been on the list. I would have gone out, got a town crier, a raven. I would have sent notice to the maesters in Old Town. I would have sent <laughs> everyone. There'd be ravens flying left and right. That's the version of emails in this land. Totally. <laughs> ravens. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. But, you know, at the same time, I honestly don't know why. I mean, I, I do get that Ned, you know, feels a little bit vindicated um, because it's like his best friend is dying. And I, I think he assumes that there's something to do with it with the Tar, uh, not the Targaryen, the Lannisters. And that the Lannisters obviously had something to do with Bran. But at this point, it's like, you know, really... The only thing that he's really going after them for is the fact that they have an incestuous relationship and that they're not really the true heirs of the throne. And it's like, well, I mean, the Baratheons aren't the true heir of the throne. Like, that was the Targaryens. They just dethroned them. So that shouldn't have mattered. And it's like, there's people all the time that are having, like, adulterous, you know, affairs. Like, the king himself did it. So all of a sudden, it's like double standard for Cersei. Like, oh, yeah, well, you, you bore a kid, like... How many bastards did he have? Oh, well, that's very true. So but the, I think the, ba the main thing is incest. Like, that was a normal practice I don't for think years. it's incest because the Targaryens did incest for years and years and years. So what is it? That's my thing. Is like, it's is the, it just the slight to his family? It's the rightful heir. Like I said, the Baratheons aren't even the rightful heirs to the throne, though. They had to, they had to overthrow someone who was mad, so. So? And you can't overthrow someone that's freaking incestuous and crazy beach no you can't i just a little frustrating me personally i'm going with renly because damn he's hot mm, Renly. so let's talk about jorah what about jorah jorah the explorer you is know, that's pardoned my, it's my favorite title <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think that was like a pretty like interesting thing he seems very like whoa whoa whoa, whoa what but then he was like, oh, let me put them together. That means she's going to die. One thing that I never noticed um, the first time around until way later is that Lord Commander Mormont is actually Jorah's father. So I just found that interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's you can kind of see, like, it must have been... You know, we do see a lot of people here, and maybe that's kind of a little bit of the theme of this episode, even though I don't think we really talk specifically about Jorah's um lineage you really at this point but you can kind of put them together their last names are mormont 
I think we've done that in an episode here right after this. But um, I think the main thing to me is like there's a lot of people that have fallen quite far from their their fathers, you know, Mm -hmm. like we have Sam who his father, from what we know, is like a lord of a great house. He's a great warrior. And then we have Sam who's like, I can barely walk. (laughs) Like, okay, you know, we have um, a lot of people, only people I think seem to live up to like expectations are really the Starks and even that is this like big shoes to fill you know and it like really screws with people but Jorah specifically it's like how far he's come like his father is literally someone who's sworn an oath to the Night's Watch who's up in the middle of the freezing nowhere god knows how long he's been up there and he's gonna live the rest of his days out there until he dies and it's to protect the realm essentially and then you have Jorah who's like I was selling slaves (laughs) oops gets stuck over to Essos, and now is getting pardoned because he's helping inform the king to kill the last Targaryen and commit genocide. Like, Well, I think there's another theme, and it's kind of honor among thieves. Because if you look at Jorah, here he is, a spy. Here he is, like, basically set up this whole thing for Daenerys to get um, basically killed, right? And then he has, like, a change of heart, and he's like, you know, I don't want this. And even though he has this pardon... Here he is, he goes and saves her life. Then we have also his father. We don't know why he's at the wall. We don't know if it's because he volunteered back when it was an honorable thing and more respected. For some reason, he got there because of something he did, and that was an option besides, you know, going to the death punishment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the wall, he's this honorable guy. He's the main guy. He's the one that you want to learn from, and he's the respected one there. So. I, I think that's interesting, too, the dynamic between Tywin and Jamie. Jamie wants, Jamie and Cersei both just want their father's respect. And well, he I has think... some high expectations, you know? And here they are, people that could care less about what anybody thinks. But Well, it's because this family that is, like, literally the family, like, we've been saying every episode so far... You know, half of the realm is in debt to the Lannisters. The Lannisters' name speaks fear in everybody. Their sigil's the lion. Like, they are the ones to be feared. And Tywin is, like, the quintessential Lannister. Like, I mean, the way he's just cutting up that... I mean, this is the symbol of the Baratheons, too, the Stig. And he's doing it like nothing. And, you know, his talk with Jamie, and you just get the feeling that, like, Jamie, his entire life has done nothing ever to impress him. And he's saying right now, here's your one chance. Mm-hmm. what kind of pressure would that be and i think also this scene with tywin sets the mood and definitely lets you know where each of his children stand in his eyes totally jamie kind of got screwed over by the mad king when he was made uh king's guard mm-hmm. because he's legitimately tywin's only considerable heir to the throne. heir yeah i mean he hates Tyrion. And he definitely would be concerned if Tyrion had a kid, that it would be a kid like him. So mm-hmm. he doesn't even consider Tyrion a son. No. He just has to protect him because he has that Lannister name. But Jamie, he can't, because he's in the Kingsguard, he can't ever marry, he can't um, own any lands, he can't have any children, except for <laughs> these little bastards that are basically His um, is, yeah. ruining Ned's life right now. But um, just very interesting. Yeah, it's it's not so. Um, speaking of that whole scene with like the poisoning, I mean, like, come on, Danny, like, get your shit together. 
you just gonna offer oh look i all of a sudden i'm speaking westerosi oh that's weird no one you've ever talked to basically besides jor does that hmm would you like some strange wine from this cask like no like thank god she had her fucking crazy brother with her before but like <laughs> come on danny like wisen up do you think if Viserys was still alive, he would have drank the wine? He would probably would have taken the wine. He'd be like, no, this is mine. He wouldn't have had to give him a I, golden pff, crown. Hell, I don't even know. But you got to think that someone had some street smarts and obviously wasn't Danny at this point. And she's just like very naive to the world, like walking around. She's like, oh, slaves. Oh, they don't treat women well. Oh, it's like, bitch, did you look <laughs> around at that wedding? <laughs> like. Yeah, no, not good. And I know someone told you, girl, they're taking slaves. She tightened up, though. She, did you see her face change when he wouldn't drink it? She was like, you will drink. Oh, yeah. She like, is the get right. It. She, she, when she got prego, she got the fire of the stallion who will mount the world inside of her. <laughs> She's like bridezilla, but like momzilla. Yeah, already just a fetus. Yeah, it's crazy town. Well... Do you have any other questions or concerns with this one? I thought it was pretty straightforward, but there's a lot in it. Yeah. I mean, I love the scene with Tywin. I love all the scenes with Tywin. He's, I just love the Lannisters. We all know you love Jamie, you know. You don't have to just group Jamie with all the other Lannisters and then decide you're going to like the Lannisters like a crazy beach. I do love Jamie, but I think you can start seeing, like, his intentions here and why he's the way he is oh yeah you know in the four seconds that he's on film <laughs> we don't see him for the rest of the episode those were the best four seconds of my life okay so that's it for this week's episode remember to tune in every sunday when we release our new episodes until the new season comes out if you guys want to get a hold of us you can feel more than welcome to go to our website at to be perfectly honest or check down in the description for our email you can always leave us feedback there, or if you want to rate and review us on iTunes, that always helps us out quite a bit. As always, I'm Corey. I'm Anel. And we'll see you next week. And if you want to stay tuned for some spoilers, just wait until the outro music. Now we're in the spoiler zone. So let me know. Was there anything on your mind that you're like dying to get off your chest? Well, I know we had talked before just in passing, but it kind of felt like the hand that Ghost brought back was like a, a like a hat tip to like hold hands. You know, I I got to say I've I've read a couple of the books, but I haven't read a whole lot, but I do really like to, um, who is the guy that we watch all the time? It's Alt-X. It's like control Alt-Shift-X. Alt, Alt-Shift-X. And he has a great video out, and it's basically talking about, is Cold Hands Benjamin Stark? And from what I remember of it, and it's been a little bit, I want to say the only reason that we really don't think it is, is because George R.R. R. Martin has a footnote in his original manuscript saying, no, it's not. But um, I think it's a little nice tip because we don't have him in the, the series at all. And um, Benjen is basically replacing that. So I, I like it.
Yeah. And I mean, we know that the books and the movie, I mean, the show are... <laughs> I would love a fucking movie. Are you saying What would you want one? a movie about? It'd be like a porn of Littlefinger. God. It would it'd probably have to like cut into some like weird part that we didn't get to watch at all. Like, Well, this... <laughs> The shows are kind of like movies, especially the new season coming out. I heard oh, that totally. the episodes are going to be crazy long. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Um, yeah, no, I love that tip. Um, you know, <laughs> I got to say it again, even though this isn't a spoiler, but you see this fucking coming and Ned just marching to his death. Um, just crazy. In fact, do you know that um, HBO was so worried that in this um next couple episodes that they requested that ned be featured more intensely in them because they were worried that everyone was going to go um where's the main character <laughs> like what is going to happen and everybody from game of thrones was like well it's really a bunch of characters in the second season we're introducing a lot of people and hbo was like you're gonna lose your audience so i mean and then <laughs> i mean look what happens at the end of this um uh, you know se season finale but it's just so interesting like you know ned's doomed oh yeah and if you don't, geez, I would hate to be you walking around like Sansa. You know, it, the in retrospect, after watching all these seasons and knowing how much chaos, chaos is a ladder, but knowing how much chaos is in King's Landing and literally everywhere in the realm, I honestly wonder how Ned made it as long as he did. He made it through the war with Robert. He made it through all the treacherous things in the north, direwolves and wildlings crossing the wall. He gets to King's Landing, and they always say Starks don't fare well in the south, but... Nope. That's true. Yeah, totally. You win or you die. That's that's the truth, and, and he's going to die. Did you hear uh, Cersei telling him that, all he, that, sh that he had the option and he never seized it, that Jane, when... Um, Jamie oh, killed throne. the Mad King. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, how many think, times do you think he had the opportunity and he just? Well, I think what it goes back to is when I was talking about a little earlier, where he has like this PTSD for like killing children and women. I think this is kind of what happened. Like, the Robert killed all of the family. I mean, he exterminated all of the Targaryens. Right, that's women and children. Right, and. I think he saw that and he realized that's what it was going to become. And I think he also was like, oh, shit, I got to go find Lyanna. And so he went down and did that. I, I don't I'm not sure exactly the timing on that, if that's true or not, because I, I definitely am not that intense into the books and have it all mapped out. But maybe he had this PTSD and he was like, you know what? Fuck this. I want to go to Winterfell. And that's why they haven't talked. Like, you know, he's my friend. He's my homie. But like that shit was real and at the end of the day like i'm an honorable man i'm not made to do this like i can't imagine he would last long i mean can you nope i can't imagine at all yeah i i mean the only thing i can maybe see is like maybe he he ends up wedding um you know uh Cersei and because he's an honorable man they actually get down and dirty every couple minutes but i think she honestly i think like if you're in love with your brother from an early age like and you get married off to somebody, you think that's going to make a difference? Like, no. Well, it just, that whole circumstance is really happenstance. Ha happenstance? Because Ned wasn't supposed to marry Catelyn, but his brother died, so. And then he has to, yeah. And then Tough. Lyanna was supposed to marry Robert, but. And she's like, ah, oh, no, I like the Targaryen. 
Oh, yeah, we're in the spoiler section. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> but it's like nothing, you know, and nothing happens the way it should. No, it's it's all such a woven web. It's insane. Littlefinger thought he was going to get some of that cat land. God, yeah. Because the stories tell him that all the little guys always overcome the big heroes. Yeah, he's uh, literally delusional as fuck. It's like, are you like... Are you smoking opium with your whores or what? Milk of the poppy. <laughs> that's what, like, that's what the maester is definitely doing. Like, he's like, ah, I'm crazy. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, get him the hell out of here. Yeah, I, you do realize, though, like, how fragile this entire area is, this entire region, and, like, even the small council. Like, look how quickly Ned's like, Robert died. <laughs> All the councils like whoo, spread to the wind. Like we have, you know, uh, Renly's basically like, "Oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here because I'm not dying." Like they're killing everybody up in this place. Like, okay, bye. Um, Ned's like, "Oh, talk to you know Littlefinger." Littlefinger's like, "Oh yes, yes, let's bend Joffrey to our will. Yes, yes." And he's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna do that. I'm honorable." And he's like, "But you know what? Hey." You know how you just talked about betraying everybody and having this schemey plan? You want to help me out? Not betray me? Do That's not okay? you have no honor? Yeah, it's like, oh, God. Um, you know, and we have Varys, who essentially does nothing, but I think he's kind of, like, in the part that he has to play. Like, what is he going to really do, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like when they're on the small council earlier, a couple episodes ago, and they're like, kill Daenerys, and, you know, um, Ned's like... I won't do that. It's not honorable. I'm not going to kill a little girl. And like, everyone's like, yeah, do it. And Varys is like, yeah, do it. And we obviously know, like he wants Danny to get to the throne. Like he's plotting with Illyrio the entire time to do it. He has spies all over Essos. So I think he is at the point where he's like, he wants the best for the realm and he's going to do what he has to do to get to that. But in order to do what he needs to do, he has yeah. to go under the radar. And sometimes he has to do some shitty shit. So he's a spider. Um, yeah, I mean, it, this, this episode, definitely a lot is happening. These are the episodes where you're like, I remember binging this one, the next one, I think the finale, like, I was like, oh my God, I need more. And then the season ends and you're like, oh crap. Like, what am I going to do? My so, life. So in retrospect, let's talk about John. Do you think they kept John from being a ranger for a purpose? What do you mean? What are you getting at? I'm just saying, it sounds to me like. Now, looking back, you know, when I first watched it, I thought, oh, yeah, that guy's just being an ass, Alisher or whatever. Thorn, yeah. He was just, like, holding John back. But then I think about, you know, what um, Sam said and how he was pitching it, which I thought was just a load of crap. But I think that they were molding John. You know, I think, so I have a bunch to say about this, actually, that I just remembered. But um, I think the first thing is, is, I think anybody that's of a noble birth and like can read and like isn't literally just good for fighting like yeah of course it's just like in the military you know like if you have a college degree they're like we're gonna make you an officer like you're not gonna just go and fight and be in the front lines like we're gonna try to use you as much as we can to our best advantage and I think that's the same thing with John and they know that the second thing is in the books they make it very apparent that like Alistair Thorne picks on everybody he just kind of hates John a little bit more and that's because he actually was a sympathizer with the Targaryens and when um, Robert took over he got sent to the wall and so he harbors a little bit of resentment which is ironic because guess what 
John's a Targaryen. So, um, what? Oh, uh, a little misplaced uh, hatred there. But I, I, in the end, I think it works out good for him. And I think they show it a little bit too intense with Alistair and his hatred for John. But I think at the end of the day, like, really, that was the best thing. That's a good choice for him. And it's a good spot for him. And it, it helps him out in the end, obviously. You think that John's actually washing the sheets every night? No. He's having Sam do it. <laughs> Sam's like, I would love to do that. Thanks, John. And Pip singing the song. Oh, God. Um, okay, so let's talk about Asha and like their, wh- what's going on beyond the wall. Because do you think she's doing a very good job of uh, like expressing herself to anybody like really articulately? Like, that would be the first thing I'd be talking about. Well, I think they discount her just because she's a wildling. Well, yeah. and she did try to kill somebody, and so when you're you know, mean, a prisoner, you might make some crazy stuff. Come see, come I get it, but also like be a little bit more descriptive. You know, she's like very like, oh, there's a there's things above the wall. Like, okay, like what? Oh, like mm, I don't know, the Night King. <laughs> yeah, um, but. I really feel like they should maybe take these threats a little more serious, especially considering how close they are in proximity to the wall. Like, of all the Seven Kingdoms, I think the uh, Winterfell should maybe take note. Like, if, like, you saw the wall, it's huge. How do you think she got through that? It's not like Donald Trump's wall. I mean, seriously. You yeah. have to scale that thing with like a pick and a friggin' like what was the remember the scene where yeah um, the ice John climbing and, shoes and oh, yeah like, yeah like it's insane and maybe there's another way to get around it but there must it, be you have to get some you have to get some serious plans to to get through there and and what, not get caught by anybody and what would possess you to risk that to get over here especially to just be treated like this by the people the southerners I'm not a southerner. Anything south of the wall means you're a southerner. Yeah, I was trying to explain a scene to somebody. And I was like, yeah, south of the wall. So it's like south of the south. <laughs> like, I was, I had to, like, regroup because it was not a good description. But... No, definitely not. Yeah, Um. I don't know. I just, I feel like she's lacking. And, you know, the one person that clearly has an interest in this is the cripple boy who has nothing to do but listen to stories and old nan's telling those ice spider stories i know what happened to old nan <laughs> she died old nan saw the wildlings were coming and took off <laughs> she's like i'm going south yeah it's it's nuts um so what what else you got i know hit me well i'm still talking about asha for a second but like what how many things do you think she's seen it's not just one like i think giants so she's seen giants but those are just regular in her life the whites she's seen that and that hand is going to be the hand of the guy that comes back all these things are putting into place like setting the scene for what's to come and no one's taking it serious yeah i mean we've been saying that for seven seasons yeah no definitely not i i just feel like these starks man i mean you got one job it's to protect the north you gotta take anything seriously. Like you take your oath seriously enough that like anybody that comes down from the wall, you execute on command. But like you maybe aren't gonna listen to. Oh, there's some crazy shit going on. Like 
when the Night's Watch people come down, they're like, there's some crazy shit happening. Like, pay attention. This isn't I got you got to see it for yourself. Like, mm, maybe send a couple men up there. Like, send a raven. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> they're like, we can't be bothered. Yeah. We're putting straw on the floor. Don't they know anyone with green sight? Or is that like John like the dragons? Mm, yeah, I don't think they think that's real. They don't think warging is real. They don't think really anything is real. They're Sad. like. They're like, it's just really cold up here. <laughs> Our brains aren't working well. Well, they have well. the weirwood trees. You'd think that they'd go, like, plug in and try to get somewhere. They don't know anything about that. They're they know nothing. They're simple-minded folk. So, let's talk about Stannis for a minute, because we haven't met Stannis yet. Well, we won't. We don't see him until season two. Yeah, but what do you think about Ned... Sending this letter to Stannis to let him know that, hey, your brother's dead and you should probably come here and claim the throne. I mean, he, he knows he's starting some shit because Stannis is not somebody that you're like, oh, hey, come up. We're going to have a nice tea party. We're going to talk about what's going to happen and have a great day. He's the person that you come when you want to have a war where people are starving to death and eating rats for like two years. You know, like he's hardcore. He is hardcore. Even his own little brother is like... They all hate him. I hey. mean, I think that's why he was sent to Dragonstone. Like, they're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no thank you. But did you honestly get the feeling that he would be a worse king than Joffrey? Um, Honestly, I don't know. I mean... I remember watching this season, like, yeah, get Stannis on the throne. Like, get the Jeffrey, Joffrey the fuck I mean, out of here. Honestly, he's, like, worshipping the Lord of Light. And so he might be burning everybody like the Mad King. Well... <laughs> That is true, but I think he only got into that just as an alternative to, like, how can I get on this throne? I really, really want it. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is I want the, I want Melisandre. I love her. Melisandre. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, it is a weird choice, I think, for him to favor him over Renly. I think Renly would be the natural choice for that, but... Once again, why the hell does Ned do anything? He just gets in his head that it's righteous, and he's like, yep, this is what we're doing. So, I mean, teach their own. If you want to die that way, cool. To me, it would be like, I would rally all my people from Winterfell and the North and say, come on down. We're having a good old coup d'etat. I would have murdered Cersei. I would have grabbed the king, quote-unquote, Joffrey, I would have grabbed all the kids and I would have had them as hostages for the Lannisters and said, get your shit together. I would have would have called up Catelyn and been like, get on the fucking road and pick up that little kid. <laughs> well, Cersei gave uh, Ned the option if he swore fealty to Joffrey to let him go to the north, not even to the wall. Just like you can go back to Winterfell. Just do it. Yeah, but she's lying. B. True. But, I mean, I guess he didn't realize that anyways. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. He's like, I can't Have trust you that. you no honor. Yeah. I, just, I don't get it. But how come Sir Barristan didn't question, like, her tearing up this paper that was obviously from the king? I mean, at, the, at this point, you have to look at it. Like, he's been serving Cersei the entire time that Joffrey's been around. I mean, even longer than that since Robert's been there 17 years. Like... He knows these people. These are the people that he knows to be on the throne. So if someone he... is coming here, like they've been here four to six months, like we're thinking, and is like, oh, it's incest. Like, mm, I don't know if I would be jumping to that conclusion. But he's an honest guy. We know that from like the seasons where he's talking to Danny and 
about how loyal he was to serving her father. And mm -hmm. So why wouldn't he just jump at the opportunity? If he's been around them long enough, he's probably like, this is a shit show. Like, I don't you're know. tearing up that shit. I think like, the, I will attest. This is what it said. I feel like he was just in it for the honor of being in the king's treason. Card. You're gonna tear up a royal decree, right? I mean, it's not royal anymore. Yeah, well, who fucking knows? Worst I was things like, have happened. I was so pissed when I saw that episode. Yeah, I know. I just want to like, puke. I was like, why? I I knew that was gonna happen though. It's just like he's like hobbling that's around what on the you king. Would do. You just tear it up. I mean, you? yeah, seriously though. <laughs> I'd be like, is there any other copies anywhere? Is there one of Winterfell? Do you think Joffrey wanted to be king? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he was freaked out. Yeah, he's freaked out. He's freaked out by his father's passing. Like you well, actually do see a little bit of like Joffrey being a human for five seconds. But he's all he's all his mom. And even um even Robert when before he dies is like, I wish I would spent more time with you and raised you. So you wouldn't be such a little shit. Yeah, well, no. you chip off the old Cersei block. Yeah. Not the Jamie. Oh, just no. the Cersei. Definitely not. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, definitely interesting times, for sure. Well, that's all I have. Are you uh, good on this one? Can we put a stamp on it and call it closed? There is no middle ground. I, I think that... Um, this next one's going to be another one of these great episodes to go through. Obviously, we've already watched it, but from my memory, it just gets crazier from here until the end of the season. So I can't wait. As always, we always post our podcast on Sunday. So if you guys subscribe to us, check us out. And as always, my name is Corey. I'm Anel. And be perfectly honest. <laughs>